Heavy Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about Chris Hamburger being elected to the Hall of Fame. Will Santana Moss's contract be voided tomorrow? And we discuss the pro football championship game between the Bards with David Lee and much more. Not there, Josh Jones. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 last Welcome, Harry Hog Football, episode 245, in which another Redskin makes the Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. Mm. About damn time. Chris Hamburger. If you didn't hear, and you're not a Redskins fan if you didn't, Another Redskin, Chris Hanberger, linebacker extraordinaire, nine Pro Bowls, bucos of interceptions and sacks, and whatnot. 1972 Defensive Player of the Year for the entire league. Somehow got bypassed for the Hall of Fame until last weekend. Until now. And he is finally... In no way. Yes, wait. No way. <laughs> so um, we are glad, out, to dude. The hangman in Canton, where he belongs. Unfortunately, uh, Deion Sanders is also going in. Unfortunately. And before we go too far into this, I wanted to give a special warm thanks to not only our benevolent sponsor, David Lee Legal Services, but David Lee himself for furnishing. An excellent look at the legal woes of the Washington Redskins that will be coming up <laughs> later in today's episode, entitled Between the Bars with David Lee. Between the Bars. And that'll be in the second half of the show. And he will be talking about Joe Joseph and Albert Hainsworth's situations. And Between the Bars. Also, later on the podcast, we'll be talking about the Pro Football Championship game and... Some possible signings. But before we get into that, dudes, let's let's talk about this contract what? with Santana Moss. What contract? That's right. It voids tomorrow. What time, John? And if you're listening to this podcast right now, it today. may have already <laughs> voided because we're recording this Thursday night. Yeah, it may already be voided. And what do you guys think about this? Are the Redskins going to let it void, or are they going to put together an 11th hour deal? <laughs> well, the funny thing, I think, is that usually when a contract is about to come up, um, usually you're hearing rumblings, and nowadays, of course, tweets and things of that nature, where you hear, oh, they're working on a contract, or they're not going to do anything. I haven't heard Jack. What did our, what did our uh, boy that knows everything in the world, Adam Schefter, over at WikiLeaks NFL, I have to say about Let's it. Let's see. Did you guys see the tweet from Adam Schefter over there? Adam I'm sure Josh did. Schefter. He's on he's on Twitter all day long. Yeah, right. He's on Twitter Adam all Schefter. day long. I believe he said something to the effect of his contract voids on Friday, and uh, there you go. And that's it. And that's it. Basically, it sounds like the Redskins are just going to let it happen. So basically, even though he's – he had he had a really great year, I gotta say. Looking at his stats and everything, I think he had 1,115 yards and a high in catches, like 92 or 93. And I'm not even reading the web page. I'm just like I'm spouting this off the top of my head. Um, but it was it was one of his best years. So we're just gonna let our best wide receiver go, and hit the free agent uh, market. Is that what that means? I think that's what that means. They're just going to let him go? That I mean, that's it. He's done. Anyone can pick him up as of tomorrow is what you're saying. Well, he could go back to Washington, but, I mean, if I were him, would I? Why? That doesn't make any sense to me that they would let him go, the only receiver <laughs> yeah, that does from, anything. From the Redskins' standpoint, yes, it doesn't make any sense to let him go. If 
I were him, I'd be gone with, you know, four yards in a cloud of dust. So we don't know if he's said anything like, like they've called him and he's like, um, I really just want to let it avoid out. No, I, it, there's, there's very little rumblings on this. I guess we'll hear a little bit more tomorrow, but, uh, I haven't heard anything else about it. What about you guys? Um, I can tell you that Santana Moss's personal Twitter page, where he tweets, uh-huh. hasn't been tweeted since 2000 and, 2009. <laughs> so basically, uh-huh. he's like he's like me. He's like me. Like he signs up for these All things. All is quiet and on know. Twitter by Santana Moss. Where are the crickets? <laughs> oh, well, dudes. This would suck so royally if we don't have him. So then we might as well start looking for three good receivers. Uh huh. He's mm. probably going to go back to the Jets, <laughs> like everyone else that we get. <laughs> and his brother still playing New York. Sonoris. I don't even think yeah. he made it. I think he's cut. Maybe he's on injured reserve. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, him. I haven't heard anything about him in a long time. You know what I've heard about him? Not a damn thing. Hold on, dudes. Before we go, I want to retouch something about... Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You Excuse just said you want to retouch someone. <laughs> Talking back, back about Chris Hamburger, once again, Harry Hawk Football is 99% sure that we're going to make the trip to the Hall of Fame. We just have to sell oh, yeah, logistics. Right. Yeah, because we really have nothing else to say about Moss except for that we don't know. Um, yeah. We're going to be there for quite possibly, and isn't this the third time we've said this in the last five years, quite possibly the last time the Redskins will have someone in the Hall of Fame for decades to come? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, Did we say that uh, last year? Didn't we say that like three years ago? Last year we had a marvelous time at the Hall as we did the two years previous. And, and we you, had a great canoe trip. Yeah, and an awesome day canoe trip. So if any of you guys are interested in meeting up at the Hall – Go ahead and send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Give us a ring-a-ding-ding at 177-HARRY-HOG or reach us on Twitter at HarryHog. And uh, H-A-R-R-Y. Possibly Harry. we'll meet up for some wings. Get some wings at Quaker Steak. Get some birds and some wings. Gotta get them. And we might meet up with you next to Art Monk's bust. Who knows? <laughs> meet me at Art Monk's bust. Dude, I meet you at meet me at Art Monk's bust. At if we could tear John's, if we could tear John, if we could tear John and Josh's eyes away from Deion Sanders' bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dudes, isn't it unfortunate? Isn't it damn unfortunate that Deion made it in as a first ballot Hall of Famer? I was really hoping. That they were going to at least make him wait a year before he goes in. I does mean, he get to pick how he goes in? I mean, what team he goes in as? How does that work? He's going to go in as a cowboy. You know he will. I think in football you get to pick. But, what if he, but like, you don't what if he but, came but, out and said, I'm going to surprise the world. But you don't really go, go in as a Redskins brother, Chris Hanberger. Well, As in football, you don't really pick anything. They they don't put you yeah. up there in a jersey or a hat like they do at the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I guess it's... Yeah, it's, it's just your bronze head, and then it shows what teams you played for on your little nameplate. He's probably going to be all like, I'm going in as a cowboy, but I, I personally am, am very fond of remembering him as a member of the Dirty Birds with uh, Hammer, previously known as MC Hammer, saying he was MC too Hammer. legit to quit, and you got to do the hand symbol. Dude, did you guys hear him like on the NFL Network before the Super Bowl? And he, they were talking to him, and, and Dummett Smith was on there, and it was like a Cowboys reunion. It was making me sick. And uh, Deion Sanders was talking about how they were asking him about his thoughts going into the Hall of Fame and this and that. And he was like, I got to get all my ducks in line. This is a business opportunity. And they're like, what? And he's basically trying to think of all the ways he can like cash in on this Hall of Fame induction. Nice. Well, you can sign autographs for two hundred and fifty dollars, like your predecessors, like Daryl Green did. <laughs> yeah. Might not have as many people in line, but you know. Well, he's too legit, too legit to quit. Or oh, tack- by the way, we blew their freaking doors off in the playoffs in nineteen ninety one. That's the Dion I prefer to remember. That's the helmet holding up game that I so fondly remember. Oh yeah, Jerry Glanville. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, I only have one thing to say about Jerry Glanville. <laughs> What's that guy doing? Is he still alive even? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Is he like owning race cars and and being all dip dip? Man, he should have been coach of the cow. He should have been a coach of the Cowboys. Josh, where is he now? Because you're pretty good at knowing that stuff. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so I think that's enough about the hall. For I mean, we're starting to be regulars at the hall, dude. But like we said, I don't see anything else on the horizon. When are they going to put our bust in there? I mean, our uh, in the Hall of Fan, our fan fan trio statue bust for Harry Hog football, dude. We couldn't we couldn't find the Hall of Fans last time we were there. It had been renovated into something different. Oh, that's weak. This is what (laughs) happened. It's outside that little theater. They want us to get our hopes up. They're supposed to be building on to the juicer, aren't they? I think so. Dude, I want to talk about a couple other guys from the Hall of Fame real quick. All right, go Ed ahead. Sable, president and founder of NFL Films. Should he be in the Hall of Fame as a contributor? Excellent! Yeah. Should Dion be in? No way! Can't yeah. tackle. Can't tackle. I know, right? I told the story last week where multiple Hall of Famers are talking about how they would run the ball right at him because they knew he couldn't tackle. Alligator arms. Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah, and speaking of Dallas, before we go too far into this, dude, I wanted to um, talk about something I saw, like, last week on, I think it was the NFL Network, before the Pro Bowl. And um, it was three three sportscasters sitting around. One of them was like an ex-player like Marshall Falk or someone. I forget. I, and yep. one of them was uh, young Jim Mora. And I forget who the other guy was. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember who it was. But they were all going down the line talking about the NFC East. And they were like, yeah, and how do you guys think the Cowboys are going to do? And, of course, they followed suit just like every year. And were like, I think the Cowboys are going to be so awesome. They've got all the pieces in place to have a championship year. They've got a new leader in, what's his face, Garrett, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And then they got to the third and final guy, and he was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. That was Jim Moore, right, the third and final guy? Yeah, but I don't remember if it was him that was talking, so I can't give him oh, credit okay. for this, but it was awesome. Because whoever it was was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um the Cowboys had all the pieces in place last year, and look what they did. And they were like, yeah, but they got their new coach, uh, Jason Garrett. And he was like, he was in charge of the offense last year when they were horrible. And they were just all kind of like, uh, uh, wait, don't we pay you to say the Cowboys are going to be great? What's this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent, dudes. Excellent. Nice. Well, Marshall Falk is in as a first ballot Hall of Famer as well. Um, Congratulations to him. Sable as well. Um, uh, Who are the other guys that got in there? Richard Dent? Yeah, Richard Dent. Ed Richter. I think that was his name. Ed Richter. He was the other senior committee guy who was traded for the rights for 11 players, and he spent two years in the military, I think in Korea, before he got to go play for the Lions. Pretty manly man right there. Unfortunately, he passed away last year. He's a man's man. Um, who else was on that list? Was that seven? All I know is that another, uh, there wasn't a single, not a single wide receiver that made it in, dudes. Yeah, I found Ed that Reed, interesting because there's a Ed bunch Reed. of. <laughs> Andre Reed <laughs> didn't a... make it in, who was a Redskin for one year. He still didn't make it in. Chris Carter didn't make it in. Tim Brown didn't make it in. Tim Downtown Brown. Yeah, well, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that there should be? Well, I think, think they've had think, a lot like, of receivers go in recently, so that's true. They're probably trying to, you know, spread the love a little bit. Maybe. Where is the love? <laughs> I I personally don't think the crowd's going to be as big as it you know was the previous years for this class. Where is the love? What do you think? Well, how many, we, <laughs> how many Dallas fans do you think will be there this year? Two, um, five. There's not going to be a lot. It's good, but it's every single one of them is going to be. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I think every single Cowboys fan that's going to be there is going to be like every single 49ers fan. Well, no, well, well, and Falcons fan and everyone else that's there just to see Dion. They're going to be the most obnoxious, <laughs> loud, 
uneducated, ignorant wretch of a fan that we're going to have to ever deal with in our soon-to-be three visits to the Hall of Fame. I know, and I very well may see a, a Redskins Dion jersey, and it might just make me puke. Oh, you're thinking about that one, aren't you? Yeah, I think I think uh, I was thinking the last thing you want to do is be associated as a puking fan like Philadelphia. But uh, if there's something that can make me puke, it would be a Deion Sanders jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially someone wearing it proudly. Yeah, we you should get one. We should get one of those, for... dude. Dude, you're right, Josh. You're right. You're totally right. You know, there's going to be at least one. Of course. So, are we already and to the point? Be wearing a Dallas hat. Hold on. According Deion's to the hat. podcast, dudes. According to and the itinerary, we are already at the point to go into a break, and we're only like 15 minutes in. So Say I very, what? I very well may get the half hour podcast that I've been trying to Never trim, trim down to for the off season. If nothing else, Josh is going to serenade us with a uh, great uh, rendition of Triangle Casket Store. That's right. Or is it me? There it was, say folks. There's an urn that you can't find. We'll sell you that urn and some peace of mind. We've got caskets, urns, and more. A triangle casket store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you like that? That's a Josh Raleigh original, Derp, y'all. Hill. It's a Josh original. Eight locations available to serve you in the in the greater Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Carborough, Cary. Yeah. Apex. Anyway, on that note, dudes, um, I think we're going to go into our break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Pro Football Championship game. Between the bars and much, much more. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757 757- Two five nine nine three seven seven. Yo 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 yo. We're back. Harry Hog Football episode two forty five. I wonder if you guys happened to watch the Pro Football Championship game last Sunday between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Meat Steelers. Packers. Turned out being a pretty good game after Charles Woodson got injured. I thought the Steelers were going to make a comeback there. Dude, I absolutely agree. When he got hurt, some other dude got hurt. Happened, I said, well, he got hurt, and then he went back in, but then he then he went out again, and I was like, oh, man, the Packers are in big, big trouble now. And they were, too. They got, you know, they got that turnover near the end that, because Pittsburgh was coming back strong. Yeah, that, that, that one that the bloodline caused, Matthews, against Rashard Mendenhall. 
Well, Aaron, you had some people over to watch the Super Bowl Pro Football champion, Championship game, number 45. Yeah. I, mean, I went to a uh, party. There were about 10 or 11 people there watching the, the game as well. I had about five or six here. But, Dude, um, Josh back? Josh, where you at? I'm back. I'm it was here. my goal this year to uh, not be cooking wings through the middle of the game, so uh, I had my uh, friend David Blanton that you guys know went with us to the Cincinnati game. I had him Cincinnati. bring his, like, giant, um, like, turkey deep fryer thing. Sweet. And we had it set up outside, and we put, like, the whole giant 10-pound bag of wings in there. <laughs> the only thing is he was late and it took like 45 minutes for the oil to heat up enough for us to cook them oh, so it was still the end of the first quarter by the time I got those things sauced sauced yes. took you a while to get those things sauced huh anyway sauced. I mean, uh, it was still a good time yeah I'm I sure you had fun game. mine was alright there were a couple dudes there, but it was mostly people who were just hanging out to watch commercials. Dude, tell them the story you were telling me about that Super Bowl party last year where the girl asked you who Art Monk was. Oh, yeah. I showed up as I do to the same – I go to the same Super Bowl party every year. And, and, and I showed up in my Art Monk jersey like I always do. And there's always one new person every year, and it happened again this year. And they look at me and they go – what jersey is that? Or is that a Redskins jersey if they have some football knowledge? And I go, yeah, it's an Art Monk jersey. You know, the Hall of Famer. And usually they go, why are you wearing a Redskins jersey? And I say, well, what else am I supposed to wear? And that's usually the end of the conversation. Uh, <laughs> this year there was a uh, Patriots fan who was just like, you're wearing an Art Monk jersey? And he goes, Psh! in that, you know, not in a uh, the Redskins suck way, but in a... Why are you wearing a jersey for a team that's not playing way? And I looked at him in that I thought you were a real football fan way, Mr. I love the Patriots because they have so many fair weather fans. And I said, well, what else would I wear? <laughs> um, but last year, this girl said, dude, I can't even remember the story. What did I say? The girl was saying, uh, the girl was like, who's Art Monk? Yeah, yeah, the girl was like, like who's Art Monk? And she said, "Why? Why did she say something about?" Um, I think I think I pretty much just told the entire story. I don't think she said anything more special than anyone said any other year. But I was just like, it's always one person every year that says, you "No, know, I remember why what you said, dude." You said huh. you, they said, uh, "Why are you wearing a red Redskins jersey? They're not playing." And then you said, "If they were playing, I wouldn't be here." Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. And now I remember exactly who I said that to. She's not. She wasn't at the party this year. The divorce is pending. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Nice. <laughs> oh, it was LW. Oh man. No, it was not. No, it wasn't that. It was the. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was the uh, soon-to-be ex-wife of the host, who is uh, a uh, an alleged Steelers fan. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah, that was good one of those story. See how that turned out. Good story. Save it for a party. I couldn't even remember. Um, it's it's usually I I, I tend to uh, enjoy a few extra adult beverages during the Super Bowl because one, um, it's it's hard to concentrate on the game. I like to watch it later on on the NFL Network now, um, as well. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to concentrate on the game when you're watching it. And two, it's been 20 damn years since the Redskins have been in the game, so I'm usually getting pretty housed. And I'm usually pretty and, depressed. Yeah, and when you get housed and depressed put together and someone asks you who was Art Monk, you, you, you tend to kind of <laughs> go off on them and then put them out of your mind for hopefully ever. And you kind of think, like, why are they even watching this game at all? Yeah, but they love mm -hmm. the commercials. Oh, but I do have to say, dude, I was cutting on What's-His-Face wearing the t-shirt for disrespecting the national anthem before the um, <laughs> Pro Bowl. I don't even want to go into this. Seriously, learn the words to the song. It's seven lines if you're going to sing it in front of million, millions of people. Seven lines. Uh, I think she was too big. I'm not one to hate on people who jazz up the national anthem, but I think she was too busy worrying about jazzing it up than remembering the line to the song. Oh, that's another thing. Don't jazz it up. It's not your song. It's the country song. 
seriously. Yeah. Well, um, at least Joe Gibbs and McNabb did a uh, look good and respectful in that uh, pregame thing where they did the Declaration of Independence with a lot of uh, veterans and a lot of players. And I remember uh, Colin Powell was on one of them. Nice. Yeah. Josh, did you see that? Nope. Didn't see that one. Josh, today on, on tonight's show, you're reminding me of that dude from uh, Major League, the little sidekick, Marty. And they're like, Marty, do you have anything to add? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call them the best play-by-play guy. Or no, the best color combinator in baseball for nothing. I'm going to have to get that sound I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a bit quiet tonight. I was actually just reading. I asked our friend uh, uh, Kelly Johnson over at CSN. If she's heard anything about the Santana issue, <laughs> and uh, she's not responded yet, so that's because she's not she's really your friend, dude. She's like your Twitter. She's chatting up with uh, Andre Carter right now. <laughs> On Twitter, you mean? Yeah, excuse me, Mister Carter ninety nine. Well, ask Andre Carter if he's heard anything, and is he cut yet? <laughs> Truly, are you cut yet? Are you cut well, yet? He, are you he's cut supposed yet? to be a. He's he's got a. Uh, and it, what not an extension? We talked about it last week. He is, he's not going to be back. Oh no, he's, he's not going to be cut. But it's like an. And I like What's Andre the, Carter a lot. He just didn't fit in with the scheme, and he didn't in yeah. San Francisco either. So I mean, we need to draft another linebacker, outside linebacker, to match up with a Rackpo or three. Or three or four. Anyway, I thought yeah. the Joe Gibbs. I thought the reading of the Declaration of Independence was really good. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I was saucing some wings and didn't have the sound turned up at that point. Probably because I had yeah. just finished hearing Dion and Emmett and Troy Aikman and whatever other cowboy they could dig up talking about God, how great the Joe Yuck. And Joe Yuck might as well be an honorary cowboy water boy. Hey, but I got to say, I only heard him talk about the Cowboys once. and it was in- Which means that he they made the under on the prop bet because there was how many times are they going to mention the Cowboys during the Super Bowl and I think it was three and three and a half and or I only heard him mention it when they were talking about Flo Zell saying he used to play for the Cowboys other than that I didn't hear it yeah someone yeah, must have told him not to say anything about the Cowboys because they wanted to win the bet it, it was all the mobsters who put a bunch of money on the under mm-hmm. and they never was. mentioned Brett Favre either yeah they did once I think Ah, uh, but it still was under. It was still under the yeah. uh, the bet. Yeah. Anyway, you know who else they mentioned? Who? Antoine Randall L. Antoine Randall L. had a two point conversion. Dude, he had a good game, man. He had, he a, had a very good game. Dude, yeah. that's his second good Super Bowl like in a row. He, he went up for a great catch too. That one time, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe he pulled that in." He had like two or three catches, and he let you know about it too because he did his signature like. You know, freak out at the end of them. Yeah, totally. He went two for fifty with a thirty-seven yard uh, long reception, and like you said, that two-point conversion and two-point conversion um, on the option, all uh, Nebraska style. I know that option blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe they just they ran, ran an ran option, option in the Super Bowl." Professional and everyone at the party, except for like one guy, was just like, "Huh?" Dude, that's because they were too busy waiting for the next commercial to come on. Yeah, I mean, the party was good, but, yeah, you know. Anyway. I tried not to be number 19, <laughs> but it was kind of hard not to. Oh, man. Anyway, um, what else do we want to say about the game? Oh, yeah, John's dog, Missum Swissum. Who thought out there that he was actually going to make that kick? <laughs> Shankopotamus. Shankopotamus. Dudes, I know all three of us and almost... Every single one of you listening, and the one person who doesn't agree with this is the Cowboys fan listening for some reason. Every single one of us but that Cowboys fan were watching the Super Bowl and said, there's no way he's going to make this damn kick. There's no way he's going to make this kick. He's not even going to be close. I know specifically, I said, all right, here it comes. Miss him, swish him. Which caused yeah. a few laughs from people who were like, why do you call him that? And I said, Watch. well, he used to play for the Redskins, and he used to miss them every time there was a, a clutch kick. Anytime it he was never like... never hit it. Anytime it was remotely clutch, and the whole Super Bowl was kind of clutch, so I figured he'd miss them all. And he almost missed an extra point. He almost missed it. We thought he did at first. It was hard to tell. Oh, and dude, that's why at the <laughs> end of the game, I texted you when the uh, Packers could have... Um, 
and they had like a fourth or third and ten or fourth and ten, and they kicked the field goal. Yeah. And I was and from their like twenty or something, and I was like, man, they should have went for it because, um, dude, there was no way Miss and Swishin was going to go down and put it up on the the board, so that way totally. they could pull ahead by more than a touchdown, and they you know had the game sealed. So I was, totally, you guys. Dudes, I tweeted about it. I was like, man, he must have been having a flashback like he was still playing in Washington when he kicked that ball. Well, and, uh, we, yeah. And as soon as I tweeted about that, like <clears throat> three or four people, I think it was like Death Star Ninjas wrote, Swish em! Um, <laughs> do you, Hey, remember that Zero game we were at? chimed in about the Shankopotamus. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. Dude. Kyle Suggs uh, wrote in saying he was thinking the same thing. Same thing. Swisher must have had a flashback. He must have had a flashback to pretty much any clutch kick for the Redskins. And I, I explained to everyone. I said, you know, when he played for the Redskins, he was great in the regular. You know, when there wasn't anything on the line, he was he was really good, just like he was with the Steelers in the second half of the season this year. But as soon as it hit the playoffs, he went like 50-50. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Miss him, swish him. And then when he missed it, I said, ah, there's Deshaun, swish him <laughs> that we all love and hate. Or we all we all know and hate. Hey, dudes, I remember how, like, there at all, just hate. remember how puzzled we were in Cincinnati when we saw some guy coming into the parking lot with a Swizzum Redskin jersey We on? saw a family of four come into the parking lot with a bunch of Swizzum, and they all had Swisham, Swizzum jerseys. That was his family, dude. I know. They got relegated to coming into the parking lot with the common man. Yeah, that was a little strange. You know they were like, do we have to wear these jerseys? Well, they drove – he's Canadian, so I figured they drove down from Canada to Cincinnati, and they parked, I guess, in one of the parking garages near the stadium because we were right outside. Yeah, and they were like, like, right outside. And I heard him say A a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, you – you think Sean's going to have a good game today, eh? And the other one was like, are you kidding me? You, you know betcha. he's going to miss a kick today. And that one kid was like. You know he's going to miss a kick, you betcha. That one kid had the look on his face like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Like, do I have to wear this? <laughs> anyway. I feel bad for him. But you don't feel that bad for him. Dude, I don't feel bad hey, for him. You know what? He makes millions of dollars in the NFL. I don't Swish. feel bad for him. He played in the Super Bowl. And he lost. So, um, well, like, like I said, no one thought that he was going to, not a single Redskin fan thought he was going to make that 52 yard field goal. Aaron, you did the same thing at your, your little, uh, shindig as well. I just said, there's not a chance in the world he's going to make this. And people looked at me like, what? I'm like, he's not going to make it. And then it was like, uh, told you. And then David Blanton was like, he kicked that as wide as he did long. I was like, I know. <laughs> Anyway. Ah, yeah. So that made me feel good inside. That gave me a nice warm feeling inside. That yeah. might have been the bourbon, actually, but I think that helped. Anyway, in case you guys didn't hear, Big Howard Green. You want to talk about Big Howard Green, John? Oh, sure. You guys remember that we, uh... <laughs> remember that we, uh... Had this nose tackle on the Redskins this past season named Albert Ainsworth. And we cut a guy right at the end of training camp named Howard Green, who was a whole lot of big. Um, he ended up being signed by the Packers, I remember, soon after that. And he uh, he came up huge, literally and figuratively, in the Super Bowl. Because he's the guy who put pressure on... Um, Josh, seriously. Seriously, Aaron. He put pressure on who? He calls that Nick Collins interception. Right? Well, there's no pressure anymore. Listen, it's all escaping. All right. I think you've had enough. <laughs> Sorry, John. Go ahead. Big Howard. Big Howard How long did I go before that was going on? That was at least 10 seconds. Right. Um. So anyway. <laughs> so Big Howard Green is the person who caused, or is one of the two players, I believe, that caused the... Uh, that interception on the or the bad throw that Nick Collins interception intercepted and ran back for a touchdown early in the Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. So uh, there's a nose tackle that we could have used. Very interesting. And then there was Mark Murphy, the uh, CEO of the Packers. 
We cut him in training camp too. And here he is, CEO of the Packers. <laughs> uh, Mark Murphy, of course, played for the Redskins. Won a, it was a uh, captain of the Redskins in Super Bowl 17 and 18, but we don't like to mention that one. And what happened to him? He went on to have a brilliant, brilliant career, and then now he's the CEO of the Packers. Yeah, but when he left the Redskins, that's the key, that's the key factoid. That we what need. happened? I don't know what happened. What happened? I was like eight. <laughs> I didn't keep up on um, when I was eight. I didn't keep up on contracts and whatnot. All I cared about was um, how many points was a safety. I mean, come on. Did Art Monk score a touchdown? Cool. Declare Gary Clark get a touchdown. Sweet. Come on, Daryl Green get a touchdown. Yeah, they can't throw on Daryl Green. So what? What happened to Mark Murphy? I don't know. What I'm asking. Josh, you're the where are you now professional? I mean, seriously, dude. Looking stupid, grasping your hands with pain. Uh, How about a little uh, applause for the Waco kids? Anyway. I don't know, dudes. Uh, you know, I always wonder stuff like that, though, because it seems like you always hear there's a former Redskin, and the next thing you know, they're doing like great things somewhere else or in a Super Bowl or whatever. You know? Oh, I know. Well, I think it's great that he's moved from the Redskins, which were a great and wonderfully storied franchise um, when he was there, to the Packers and helped them to win a Super Bowl. Yet another great and uh, storied franchise. Did you guys happen to hear? Um, did you guys happen to hear the official um, uh, commentary from the Hall of Fame after they heard the verdict of uh, Deion Sanders getting in? No. Well, let me play no, it for I you. I can tell you what happened to Mark Murphy now that I have that information. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, and then I'll play you the clip of the uh, Canton. Uh, um, okay, so supposedly Mark Murphy – well, not supposedly, but Mark Murphy was the uh, representative for the NFL Players Association for the Redskins. And apparently he played a big role in that player strike that uh, caused the uh, seven-game – cancellation during the 1982 season oh wow so uh <clears throat> there's speculation that the redskins decided to release him after uh 1983 so he was a whiner is what you're saying i and, i don't uh, know if you call him no a other team or signed or a him no other team signed him and i uh, i guess he thought maybe or people thought that it was because of his uh union activity interesting so anyway. Well, back in the '80s, you know, it, it doesn't seem that long ago to us, but you know, there were it was there was a whole lot more collusion and backroom dealing going on amongst the owners um, than there is now. Not that there isn't any of that now, but there was a lot more back then, and they could get away with that a lot more back then. So that wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Anyway, uh, I've got this clip talking about Dion from Brenda Trimble, who is the um, the associate director of the Canton. Chamber of Commerce, and uh, she came out in the press this week and uh, had this to say about Dion um, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to play it for you. The fact that you have sent him here just goes to prove that you are the leading asshole in the state. (laughs) And there you have it. Well, that was that was I think that that was a quality quote from her um, <laughs> from Brenda from Brenda thank you Brenda for that soundbite yeah. this just in I just got word that Deion Sanders is actually going to go into the Hall of Fame as an Atlanta Brave <laughs> <laughs> or a Cincinnati Red oh, was he, wait was man. he on the Reds or the Cardinals I don't remember it's one of those Reds I think he was a Red I don't know. I don't even want to look him up because that means I have to type his name in. I can never remember if it's E I or I E. <laughs> Me either, dude. All I know is whenever it's I've I before E except after Dion. I remember <laughs> whenever I've typed it in Microsoft Word, it always puts that red line under it, no matter how I spell it. How often are you typing Dion Sanders' name into Microsoft Word? Um, it's happened in the past. On I don't know, but podcast. his middle name is Lewin. L U W Y N N. Lewin. L U W I N N, Lewin. No, W Y N N. Like Lou Lu- and Win, like the Las Vegas Win Hotel. Lewin. 
Dion Lewin Sanders. Dion Sanders. Yes. All right. Sanders. Well, whatever. His bust is going to be <laughs> funny way. looking. I bet you. I guarantee you, his bust is going to be hilarious looking. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be the only bust that has like bling on it or something like that. It'll have a fur coat collar around. He has <laughs> something or like a pimp hat or something like that. Dude, have you seen? Have you seen the pictures of the mansion that he's selling in Dallas? That's valued at like five million, assessed at five million, roughly. But he's asking almost twenty million for it. Um, you want to talk some? You want to talk some? Uh, I mean, you're going to spend that much money on a house? At least make it look cool and dude. This place looks dumb. It looks exactly like the kind of place you'd expect Deion Sanders to have, which means ninety nine point nine percent of other dudes would not want it to look like that at all. <laughs> I understand exactly. I don't even need to see the house. Frill. Anyway. Palm trees. Um, hey, speaking of Dallas, dudes, how about Jerry Jones' debacle with the seating? That cracked me up. How about Jerry Jones' debacle all the way around? And then, like, I know that after the Super Bowl, he was just like, I thought it was the best Super Bowl ever. <laughs> First of all, in case you guys didn't hear, they somehow forgot to get the seats inspected by the, I guess, inspectors for like, what was it, like 1,200 people? It was 1,200 seats, roughly. 800 and some of them they were able to relocate, but 400 people got screwed out of their Super Bowl tickets and were offered um, uh, 300% of the face value of the ticket, which resulted in $2,400 to... uh, Shut up and go away, basically. After having to watch the game in the basement yeah. or in the standing room only area, which of you guys have seen from the standing room only area? It's a big flat patio that's almost a game level. So if you're about three heads back, you can't see the field. Yeah, well, dudes, I was trying to figure that out because I deal with, you know, I deal with seating in my job all the time, and and things that have to be inspected, including uh, portable staging and portable seating, and Porter Johns. You know, and portable this, Johns. Portable Johns. <laughs> and portable Johns. Hey, Mike, go clean out the Porter Johns. Uh, <laughs> no, it was the Mr. Uh, Alan Parsons <laughs> project number two. It was the Mr. John. Go clean out the I Mr. Just John. I find it hard to believe that if they planned, when they built this place, of course, we're talking planning in Dallas, but if they planned <laughs> to uh, put portable seating in these locations, that they wouldn't have A, already purchased or know what type of portable seating is going in there. B, already had it set up well in advance for pre-inspection, even if they were just going to take it back down and not set it up for another year. Especially if they had a month from their last non-playoff game until the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, what did they do? Send somebody over to the Home Depot and say, buy some 2 by 4s and some uh, some plywood and let's build some, uh, some seating up here? I bet you I, you want to know what happened. Jerry Jones was so cheap that – they they were planning on having that seating shipped in like the week before the Super Bowl because he didn't want to pay rent on it for more than a week. For two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that snow and they couldn't get it loaded in is what happened. Well, I told you Probably. guys a story about, about – uh, I know the company that built the uh, curtains for the, um, for the new oh, stadium. Oh, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And then like you 2 came in and Jerry Jones decided to rent them the curtains for their tour. So they don't have their now curtains we're anymore? curtains that are like 100, 200 feet long, like hanging yeah, from the Yeah, they're like 100 and some feet curtains. tall. So, yeah, yeah, we're not talking like, about living room curtains. Like, like I'm sitting here listening to the story, Josh. Sorry to interrupt there, but you're, you're thinking like, like, curtains, like, it's like people think about curtains in their living room. These are big industrial curtains, like really big. Like stage These curtains. These are like stage curtains like you'd see at the Metropolitan Opera, but about four times as high. So, and, dude, so... You two's traipsing around the world with like these cowboys blue curtains. Is what you're telling me? They, apparently they are. Apparently they. Anyway, are. enough about curtains. You've got to get yourself together, Jerry Jones. Your stadium sucks. Oh yeah, and at least this time I think they figured out how to put the roof on it. <laughs> they're like, they're like, man, the light's really coming in here today, Jerry. Can we please pull the curtains? Nope, can't. Rented them to you two. <laughs> Man, rented our curtains out to you too, man. They're paying out the nose for them, man. I'd have paid for them curtains about 15 times by now. Bono's got them right now. 
<laughs> um. All right, but dudes, dudes, let me clarify. You know, they were given the three hundred. The NFL was offering the three hundred percent return on the uh, on the tickets for those four hundred people who got totally shafted. Oh, when I heard this happen, John, I was talking to Suzanne. I was like, um, "Jerry Jones better be glad that this did not happen to us." If the Redskins were oh. there. Oh my! If it had happened to Redskins fan, it would be wor- fans. It would be worse than it is now because now not only is there a class action lawsuit, I'm sure, being, uh, bringing up against Jerry Jones and the NFL. Has it already happened? Um, it's already been, and uh, uh, yeah, it, they've started it already. I'm yes. sure. But the NFL has also tried to make it. The NFL's tried to make it as right as they possibly can. The 300 percent on the uh, tickets was pretty good. But they've actually gone to these 400 people, and they're like, we know, especially Packers fans, seriously. They're like, we know there's no way we can replace coming out to this game and seeing your team win a Super Bowl. There's no way we can do that. But we will offer you, instead of the 300%, we will offer you a VIP, all-expenses-paid trip to a Super Bowl of your choice, airfare, hotel, and tickets, in the future. And the people, those 400, they don't have to choose which Super Bowl it is. I would take until it. after the conference championship game so they know if their team's in it. Dude, I would totally take that deal. I'd be like, all right, suit's over. <laughs> I would take that deal. You would have – well, think of the pros and cons. You would have – the pros, you would have a guaranteed seat, airfare and hotel. Good seat, and probably. apparently a good seat. To the Super Bowl if your team ever goes, period. And you had crappy seats to begin with. I mean, they were temporary, so you know they're They were the temporary. They're really – if you ever seen the stadium without the seats, which I'm sure you have because it was always on TV with their stadium, which is like one level too tall. If you look at it, it's like one complete level too tall. Anyway, that big window area is where they put most of those temporary seats where they couldn't uh, – w- w- you know, they used to have those big windows where the light would come in, and, and that's where they covered – that's what they covered up with those seats. Not the so curtains. I guess they, they didn't need the curtains. those curtains, and then they, they <laughs> ran the curtains to buy money for the seats. <laughs> to get money for the seats. Have they really so, offered so, them that, dude? That's an awesome deal, I think. Well, the, the, the other side of that is if they sue through the class action lawsuit, they could get probably $20,000 is what people have been throwing out there. No, I'd take Each. the Super Bowl. I'd take the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. Tickets. first of all, you can't guarantee seat, that you can even find hotel, a ticket. Exactly. I would take guaranteed the Super Bowl. Guaranteed good seats. No, dude. Hotel but, and but, airfare. But, but if you had $20,000 and you put half of that away, chances are, even if you couldn't buy regular tickets to the Super Bowl, you'd be able to get tickets online for less than that amount. I don't care, dude. Ethically, I would be like, dude, that's more than a fair offer. And you're trying to do the right thing. No reason to tie up our courts for this crap. Now think of it. Or, now not, or I think you could invest okay. that in a hedge fund and perhaps uh, <laughs> you know, use the money that you made. To I, buy a suite dude, I think that's more than a fair deal. I would have taken it. I the only way just ignoring me. <laughs> I think I I would be very very tempted to take that. I think that's the best the NFL can do. Um, Unless they threw in season tickets for your favorite team for life, that would be better. Yeah, because I mean, think about the people who missed the game who are Packers fans. What if you've got like a seventy-year-old guy that went to this game and has, you, you know, he may not have a long time to live. His team may never make the Super Bowl again before he go before he dies. You know, this was his chance to go. That's, you know, I think that person might end up going with the the lawsuit because he's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to another Super Bowl. Well, he has his choice then, doesn't he? It, yeah. yeah I mean, he yeah. can get a good deal on a casket at Triangle Casket Store. But you know who's going to make out, <laughs> who always makes out in class action suits? It's not the people that got shafted. It's the lawyer. It's the lawyer in California that started it. Yeah. yeah so that's why I would be like, I'm taking the deal just so this Jack doesn't get it all. No offense, David Lee. <laughs> no offense, but yeah, no, the class action lawsuit guys. Why didn't you think of this? Why didn't you think of this, David? The He's class a criminal lawyer, guys. You can tell it. Maybe he'll tell us on the next uh, between the bars segment. As a matter of fact, maybe it's time for the inaugural. Hey, John, the segment. I just got an email from the Redskins saying it's free shipping if you hurry from the Redskins store for Valentine's Day, and you can get Roberta a couple different kind of uh, 
baby doll shirts and a little purse. And all of them say Clinton Portis on them. <laughs> or Albert Hainsworth, or maybe Jason oh, Campbell. They have Jason Campbell, Mark Brunell, Albert Hainsworth, and <laughs> Marcus Washington. <laughs> Marcus Washington, which they're trying to sell off as just being Washington. It's like <laughs> <laughs> and it's only seventeen dollars. <clears throat> oh my. Anyway, uh, um, all right. Well, let's let's move it along here, folks. Uh, let's go ahead on into David Lee's um, between the bars. official official inaugural, what he's calling this segment "Between the Bars" by David. Lee. Yeah, let's go on that when we come back from this segment. Um, we need to start wrapping this thing up because we're going to be at an hour. Yes, sir. And and we'll put some kind of like you know, we'll, maybe we'll come up with some kind of a slam. The, the the bars sound effect anyway anyway here we go David Lee's we we legal will. report between the bars hey guys this is Dave Lee calling from Williamsburg with your latest episode of between the bars so uh, checking up on we've got we've got two cases we're following these days first was the matter of Joe Joseph the uh, uh, assistant coach who Joe. picked up a DUI charge in Loudoun County it's not looks like he went to court yesterday and looks like his charge uh, he had an attorney was uh, was amended down to uh, reckless driving and entered a guilty plea um, must have been something there though because uh, he was he was given 180 days in jail with 178 days suspended which means equals two days in Virginia you serve one day of every two days you're given of misdemeanor time so he's going to serve one night in jail License was taken away for six months, $1,500 fine plus court costs. Um, so uh, he was not, it doesn't look like he was given any ASAP or alcohol, um, alcohol related uh, treatment classes. I think he's leaving the Redskins, who's so going to be in another jurisdiction anyway, and that, that might have played a part in it. So his case is done, and possibly so is he. So looking at our friend. Albert Hainsworth. Uh, there's not a lot of information yet because he hasn't been served. Um, an assault of that kind would be treated as a simple assault, maximum 12 months jail, $2,500 fine. If I am representing him, I'm going to get him in my office, try to find out what happened as best I can. Um, this is one where on an assault, uh, you can have what's called an accord and satisfaction. So if, if there's an out-of-court civil settlement, the, the case can basically be dropped with him paying just, just court costs and not having to – no, 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 no guilty findings. So, you know, this is one where you can pull out your checkbook and pretty much walk away if, if something happened. Um, if I'm thinking that – you know, if I'm not sure or I'm not sure how well he's going to testify, I'll tell you, uh, uh, I bring in my polygraph guy. Um, former military intelligence, I have him grilled. I'd rather have him do poorly in my office uh, than poorly in the courtroom. So then once I see how well he, he, uh, he stands up to cross-examination, how well he presents himself, how likable he is, uh, how credible he is, then I make an assessment whether to take it to trial. What's interesting in Virginia is lower court, general district court, you is it constitu constitutionally defective. So you can have a trial, lose, get found guilty, and then you can walk into the next room, sign an appeal, which er erases your conviction entirely. Because it's constitutionally defective, you're not given the opportunity. So in, 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 uh, in lower court, constitutionally defective, you can bring it to circuit court on a fresh trial, de novo, like there was nothing underneath, in a, no prior conviction. You get a fresh trial for a misdemeanor, seven citizens sit on your jury. So in theory, he can go through a trial, see how well um, the complainant testifies, come up with a, you know, nail down the complainant's story, and then you can start investigating it. And, and, and try to attack the, the, the person's story, you know, on, on the retrial in, in circuit court. So, obviously, on this one, he probably wants it to go away because if he is convicted, obviously, Alan the Bruce is going to use it to torpedo the bonus and everything else. 
which, uh, you know, well, who knows what those guys are capable of, of doing. Um, but uh, so, you know, obviously this is one he does not want to get that conviction. Simplest way is always, you know, an out-of-court settlement. If you did something wrong, you apologize. You, you're not out of court. You, you you stroke the check. You make things right. Shake hands, and everyone goes on their way. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that one unfolds, particularly given that, you know, the, the, the almost the more important things for him, the money, is hanging there in the background, and, you know, he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize. Whether he was right or wrong, innocent or guilty, he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize that, that you know, his, his big payday. So... Uh, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a tricky area. It's going to be interesting to watch. So, anyway, that's it. Uh, other than, yes, Dan Snyder and Dan Donaldson are, you know what, bags. So, uh, and they further confirmed it this past week with suing the city paper. So, hail the Redskins. Uh, hopefully we'll have a new ownership and new management someday that we can respect, like the Steelers and the Packers. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. Thanks, David Lee, for the – David Lee. Between the bars report. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. That was rather informative. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So uh, we look forward to, you know, as we as we get more and more Redskins uh, legal matters that come up throughout the season and in the future, uh, David Lee giving us that uh, Between the Bars report. Yes, sir. Our benevolent sponsor. Speaking of guys who have been in trouble, dudes, um, did you hear... That the Cleveland Browns cut Browns. a number of players. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns went to the Super Bowl every day. Um, they cut a number of players, including Big Fat Sean Rogers, three-time Pro Bowl defensive lineman Sean Rogers. God. Yep, he did. Not only that, he's in preliminary talks with the Washington Redskins, and I hear the talks are very preliminary. He played defensive yeah. end, but they said he can also play nose tackle. He's he's yeah. I'll tell you exactly. You know what? We can actually make this the very first segment of uh, Hog Slop. Um, oh, I'll tell you what's wow. wrong with Sean Rogers. Number one, he's old. He's a four three guy. Number two, he's old. Number three, he has bad legs. Um, number four, he got cut um, from the Browns. He's been in problem. He's had legal problems, including, and he's also been busted for steroids. Number five, he's basically. <laughs> And Albert Hainsworth light. He's like Albert Hainsworth uh, 1.0 if Albert Hainsworth were 2.0. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, no, he's not a good fit. Bye-bye. Cut. Don't even bring him in. There you go. I mean, That's how up. the hell you go through an uh, airport security line with a gun in your luggage? What is wrong with you? That's all you need to know, dudes. Loaded gun. It's like, dude, you got to put that in your suitcase. Check that mess. Moron. Dude, man, you, you have to do that. What is wrong with you? Yep, so anyway, uh, we'll talk to you more about that. Chris Morgan, the O-line assistant. Who's that? <laughs> He's some dude from the Raiders, from the Raiders who they're bringing in as an O-line guy. Oh, okay. Excellent, eh? Um, so we'll um, have more about Chris Morgan, maybe. Hopefully you'll be okay. Nick Novak, the kick heard around the world, and the awesome last second Sean Taylor face mask. Extend the game. Troy Vincent blocks Sean Taylor inter- or pick up face mask by Wh- Jason Witten. Yeah. Extended game Redskins victory with a quick by- kick by Nick Novak. That Nick Novak has has been signed by the Jets. That's right. Kind of a little competition for Nick Folk, uh, former Cowboy. See how that shakes out. Nick Novak. A couple of Nicks. Alumni of Albemarle High School in Charlottesville. Um, I think that's it for the hog slot, dude. What else we got? Any more? Any listener comments from this week that you care to bring up? Hmm, listener comments. I don't call any. I probably got some emails, and um, I had a huge test on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, so I've been focused on that. To tell you the truth. Um. Anyway, uh, shout outs to uh, everyone out there. How about that? And. Uh, Cut no hands number two. The hangman showed up in the chat box. Uh, Cali skins guy, of course. John Ron Burgundy. John Ron right. Burgundy. Um, John Ron Burgundy. And Simon, the the winner of the um, league. Have, we still haven't got your address, dude. Simon, yo, give us an email. Give us a shout. Redskins fan or John at harryhogfootball.com because we we have a present for you. We have a winning the fantasy football league. Yeah. And, uh, 
We'll talk more about that. We always have extra interest in the fantasy football league. We'll talk more about that once we get into like July and August. Yeah, and I know you're you know you're pretty depressed because your dogs, Manchester United, got beat by the Wolves last week. By Wolves. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously, send your jail. We'll hear an email from him this week. It's going to be like, I am not a Manchester United <laughs> fan. Yeah, but hopefully at the end of the email, he'll put his address on there. Yeah, so, um, I think that about wraps it up. Um, Josh, you got anything to add to this? No, I think that's about it, man. Is it a he's not the best. <laughs> he's not the best color commentator in football for nothing. That's right, <laughs> that's right dude. <laughs> send us some tweets at, at Harry Hog. I can tell you, apparently, Andre Carter got his back tatted up this week. What else you want to know? We still, we're going to keep our eye posted closely on the uh, Moss situation tomorrow, and we'll post something on the site. Until then, hail to the Redskins, and if you see a Cowboys fan, Joker! Attendance record. You're so close.